Versailles is not just a building that, as Louis had wanted, dazzles and impresses. It created a sense of French identity and greatness, but also contributed to the downfall of that very institution, the monarchy. So what happened next? Um, it started pretty well with good values, and then it turned really bloody and chaotic. It lived a little opulently, and uh, they paid the price. <laughs> Let them eat cake. Marie Antoinette and Louis XVI were beheaded in the Concord uh, place. Death to King Louis! Well, they certainly have the idea, but let's hear some more details. Here comes your summary. After Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette and their children were marched out of Versailles, it never again became a royal residence. Most of the furniture was sold at auction and only a few precious pieces were kept. The paintings were transferred to the Louvre and Versailles avoided demolition by becoming a museum. Napoleon Bonaparte briefly took up residence in the Grand Trianon, which is a small palace in the gardens, and the Treaty of Versailles, a peace agreement following World War I, was signed in the Hall of Mirrors. Since 2008, they've invited modern artists to display their work in the Chateau and Gardens with mixed reviews. It's still occasionally used for political meetings. Now, as a bonus, and because I think it would be useful to understand what happened politically in France following the decapitation of Marie Antoinette and Louis XVI, here is over 200 years of French political history in a very short summary. After the revolution and downfall of the monarchy, France created a republic with the motto Liberté, Égalité, Fraternité. Liberty, Equality and Brotherhood. Not long after, in 1804, Napoleon comes along and crowns himself emperor. Defeated at Waterloo, the monarchy, yes, you heard me, the monarchy, is re-established. Another coup, another empire. This time, Napoleon's nephew, Louis Napoleon, creates the second empire. This is followed by yet another war and another republic. In total, the republic has been reformed five times. France is currently in the fifth republic. So now let's get some details. After Marie Antoinette and Louis XVI were marched out of Versailles, they were held prisoner in the Tuileries Palace. Versailles was abandoned as a royal residence. Louis and Marie Antoinette were both guillotined, along with a whole host of other nobles and aristocrats. The revolution turned nasty, and a period called the Terror meant that even more heads rolled, including most of the people that got it all going in the first place. The revolution gave France their tricolore flag, and they adopted the Marseillaise as their national anthem, with its bloody lyrics. To arms, citizens, form your battalions, let's march, let's march, let impure blood soak our fields. The revolutionaries tried to create a just society, one of equality. No more would the rich party and avoid paying taxes, while many suffered and went without. I wonder if you think they managed. But what actually happened to Versailles? Luckily, it was saved from being destroyed and used for building materials like some other royal residences. But what to do with it? Napoleon Bonaparte had plans for Versailles and moved into the Grand Trianon. This is a small palace in the gardens that Louis XIV had built so that he might get away from it all. But the Battle of Waterloo and Napoleon's exile to St Helena meant that his plans were not carried out and the chateau was left unattended. It was not until 1830 that Versailles would change more radically when King Louis-Philippe turned it into a museum. He tried to update Versailles for modern tastes, but his changes were controversial and some people thought that he destroyed much of its authenticity. He knocked down certain staircases, rooms and fireplaces, including some of the very few original bathrooms, and thus, unfairly, gave the inhabitants a reputation for being filthy. Don't get me wrong, most people in the 17th century thought water was dangerous, and it often was, so people avoided drinking water or bathing, 
preferring rather to change their clothes and apply perfume if they could afford to. Although some people did like to bathe, including Marie Antoinette, who is said to have enjoyed it so much that she had her lunch in the bath. Thankfully, Louis-Philippe left the Hall of Mirrors and the two salons either side intact. At the time, however, in 1830, people didn't care much for Versailles and the museum was not popular. All that would change with time. Today, Versailles is a national treasure, polished and visited and admired by tourists and French people alike, and much has been done to restore it to the state it would have been under Louis XIV. As a museum, it can attract up to 40,000 people a day, around 7 million people per year. And if you're very, very wealthy, you can even hire it for an event, like Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. France, however, can be thankful for America, as it was American money that helped turn Versailles' fate around. After years of neglect, it was in a rather sorry state. But between 1923 and 1932, John D. Rockefeller Jr. donated an enormous sum of money to France in order to help repairs of the dilapidated chateau. In a way, you could say he was returning the favour for all Louis XVI help during the American Revolution. And what about Versailles today? Since 2007, Versailles has invited modern artists to display their work. American sculptor Jeff Koons was a first, and opinion was divided. Protesters worried that his giant lobsters and inflatable rabbits would sully France's favourite chateau. Since then, other artists such as Paul McCarthy, Anish Kapoor, have been equally divisive. Kapoor's work was even vandalised because angry people thought that it insulted Marie Antoinette. This really demonstrates how the French attitude has come full circle towards the monarchy since the revolution. Today, French people take pride in Versailles and Louis XIV, and much sympathy is felt for Marie Antoinette. The Sun King, even though he's been dead for over 300 years, remains a trendsetter. No longer for kings, but certainly presidents who like to leave their mark on Paris with grand architectural statements, like the Pompidou Centre, the Musée du Quai Branlé, or the Glass Pyramid at the Louvre. So for over 100 years, Versailles was home to the most powerful family in Europe and stood as a symbol for the power and prestige of the Bourbon dynasty. But it also stood for a society that was unfair and corrupt. As we have seen, Versailles was a hotbed of gossip, debauchery, fantastic celebrations and restricting rules of etiquette. Although it's been called the Grand Siècle, the Great Century, as there was an incredible development in the arts, music and architecture, it was not great for everyone. While the few partied, many went without. The revolution destroyed the monarchy and transformed Versailles, but its legacy lives on. Today, if you think of high fashion, you think of France. Fine food, France. Luxury goods, again you think of France. Louis XIV, by filling Versailles with exquisite French goods and craftsmanship, forever made France synonymous with quality and luxury, which was not the case before Versailles.